0: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila Clubhouse version. I'm so excited. We are literally in the middle of a coffee shop in the middle of Stapleton slash Aurora at the Stanley. So shout out to Logan House. For hosting us, even though you didn't know you were hosting us. Um, but I'm here with my one of my best longtime middle elementary school friends. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Oh, it was kindergarten. We talk about this every time, but I forget. Kindergarten. <laughs> Jess Crow. She is a longtime uh, professional and just started her own entrepreneurial jersey actually about two years ago.
1: Yeah, like into 2019, like started the company, okay. but didn't really have an idea what I was gonna do yet. And then dove in the first month. Two months of 2020 and then the pandemic hit and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that so I
0: remember, It's been two years. I know. So if you want to know the full beginning, go to Team and Tequila. I think it was like cast fifteen. Oh my goodness. It was a long time ago. I'm gonna yeah. look that up. But anyways, there's a full cast on um Justice Switch we actually talk about uh alcohol and its effects and some of um some angles around that. It's an Awesome conversation. But anyways, we want to talk about the importance of coaching today and how as we get older, um, It just gets less and less normalized that we get a coach as you're a kiddo, you know, you go to soccer practice, so you want to learn something, you go join a team and you find a coach, but it's super important to keep that throughout life so you can streamline process and really um, get to the top of your game faster the right way. So without further ado, Jessica, give us a little bit more about your background um, and how you kind of got to where you are today
1: yeah, so thanks, Kristen. Super excited to be on your show. I love it. I love listening to your podcast. Thank so, you. and thanks for having me on for the second time. Hopefully many more to come. So my background, I Grew up in Aurora. Went to school in Boulder. Finished school in Denver, um, and then had been working ever since I graduated. And when I ended high school, I sort of ended the coaching experience. Going through high school, high school athletics, I decided not to play sports in college because I was super distracted by many other things. So I sort of lost that experience at that point. And when I started working, um, you know, I was super motivated to just make money, to advance, to get ahead, and. You know, Throughout my working experience, the companies that I worked for, several had leadership development opportunities and programs that were somewhat like coaching, but really the intent behind them was to expand your awareness of the organization and give you exposure to other leaders. But it gave me a little bit of a taste for what coaching could be like, and it wasn't until I was about to leave DaVita that I really got into investing in coaching individually. I was at a crossroads in my career. I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue working for the same place Um, and I was just sort of struggling with making decisions and what to do next. And by working, reaching out to a coach, I was able to align on like what are my values and what are some of the reasons why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And that really empowered me to take the next step. But I will say, you know, I was in my late thirties at that point, and coaching is something where I think at the time I had to invested in it sooner because I thought it wasn't something that I could necessarily attain because of the cost or because of the commitment, which is just not an accurate way to go about thinking about it. That's something I've learned over time. So I worked with the coach um, prior to leaving DeVita. I worked with a coach after leaving DeVita. And DeVita is a great place to work too. It was just my, you know, my time had sort of come to do something different and really take a look at why I was working and you know, what I wanted to do next. And after I left the organization, a coach helped me, you know, kind of rethink my lifestyle and my priorities and really get me back into a place of, you know, holistic health. Because having worked for almost two decades in a corporate environment, um, I, you know, I'd let a lot of things sort of slip and slide along the way. And then, throughout, you know, since then, I've continued to invest in coaches who have helped me expand my awareness, who've helped me think differently, who've helped me move through different blocks. And I wish that I had made these choices earlier on in my career. Um, even, you know, back when I was in college, you've got mentors, you've got advisors, you've got lots of people that are willing to help and support you along the way. But there's some sort of exchange between an individual and a coach that is different than a mentor, that is different than a boss, that is. Is different than kind of anything else out there and so that's sort of where I got into coaching um and now I'm doing that myself where I'm teaching people different business skills and then ap- applying coaching to that as well because it's such a bigger impact and a, a more special experience and I I know you know from our conversations you and I have reached out to people that are intuitive coaches and healers and mm-hmm. different you know areas of our life and so um and I think we've kind of crossed paths with some of the same people, but yeah. that's my experience with coaching and the value there. And I mean, I know you've being a college athlete and having lots of coaches, like what, what's your take yeah. on it? Yeah, well, it's, um, I
0: like to call points, pick up the to Unpack, specifically what we do as professionals now, but I think it's really important to unpack the background because how we got to where we are Mm -hmm. is critical. Because I don't think you know you need something until you really realize you don't have it. And as simple as that sounds, it's usually a deep awareness of like a breakdown, breakthrough of, okay, I got to fix something. And it's ironic because um, out of college, I started a business and I began the entrepreneurial journey right away because I had a college coach and I didn't want a boss anymore, like no matter what. So that shoved me in the entrepreneurial direction. However, and then from, you know, after my business, I was still competing across it. So I had coaches athletically in my life really to this day, Mm -hmm. but in my brain, it never flicked over that I should be doing that professionally. So when you had that in the corporate world of like guiding and your companies are very intentional about progressing and whether it's about the, you know, the internals of the company or just being a better leader, that was something I had to kind of a light bulb had to go off and I had to Mm -hmm. seek out on my own. Mm -hmm. And just like Jess said, we have have traded, like, who do you use for photography? Who do you go to for core values? Or how do you start to unpack some of these things? And it's usually never about the company you're with. I think you just hit a point in life where you're seeking something different or more or or you get probably so good at it, it gets complacent, and then Mm -hmm. it becomes unfulfilling. Um, So I was on the other side. More athletically experiencing that, while Jess was more, I think, professionally experiencing that. But the thing is, it's it's really not that different. Yeah. So you I know, guess. why I had all this coaching in my life, I really intersected with Jess talking about like core values and like what are you doing to just figure out the whole human approach, personally, professionally, self love, all the like, all the cliches. Um, and that's why I think this conversation is so important because. Just like what Jess said, it's you, you get so checked out post-graduation of college or high school or whatever that you quit seeking coaching and you think it's expensive. Mm-hmm. But really, taking that time coachless is more expensive than having to go back and then find a coach.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So... You, you know, kind of knowing that that's our base, we had like this awareness of, I need a good coach now. What really inspired you to start Apogee? Um, cause it's
1: outside of like your skill set, and you're super qualified to do it. This really comes from your heart space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I forgot to mention. So I, when I left my corporate gig, I decided to start my own business. Um, and it's called Apogee. We provide change management, training and certification and coaching. And why I wanted to get into that space was because I had learned a lot along my professional journey. And there were so many times when I was working when I thought, God, it'd be so awesome if I had somebody who could just sit down with me and walk me through how to do this, that wanted to show me step by step, but my boss, you know, you go you go into a corporate environment, they expect you to bring the expertise and hit the ground running. And the higher up you go, the harder it is to ask for help because the expectation is that you're a professional. You own your, your is, development. Is it like stigma you feel like is attached to Yeah, for sure. And also, it's just, you know, when you're at a certain level too, I mean, from, from when you're a an analyst to a VP, like you're expected to bring the value, and your manager is not necessarily going to train you. You have to find that on your own, and if you're not working with the coach, like then you're doing a lot of you know googling or self improvement or finding courses or whatever by yourself. So, um, and mentors are great because they can provide you with perspective, but they have a different the skin in the game is different. Yeah. And so I wanted to offer something to people that were working, that were trying to advance, that were wanting to do their job better but provide it in a way where they're actually learning skills that they can use in the workplace and then they've got me in their corner holding them accountable which is what a coach does identifying where they need to think differently or improve which is what a coach does right they like they identify like here's where you could do something differently in order to get a different result and I always think about that Olympian um Usain Bolt, how he had a coach, like he's the fastest man in the world, but he relied on his coach to tell him like, here's where you could improve. Here's what you need to tweak. And he just dominated track and field for that reason. And so it's somebody who can say, do this differently, think about this in a different way and hold that for you. And all they want is for your success. Mm -hmm. And that is what I had wanted and didn't get. And so I want to provide that to all of the people who are ready to, you know, make a move, ready to grow in their career, ready to just, you know, learn and grow and be better and have a resource to do that. So, and what about you? Like, why did you decide to kind of dovetail what you're doing into this space? Well, um,
0: that's really well said. I like that you, that's an, a phenomenal example with Usain Bolt because I think we forget, oh, everyone's the best in their game, but athletics are such a perfect example yeah. because the best in the world have a team of humans coaching yeah. them from nutrition to, to stretching to uh Playing on the field, I mean, whatever it is, like, even their apparel is down to a science. Like everything is in it. So I think the higher you up, you get, it's actually you should be having more of a coaching team. Totally. And it's that whole human approach of like per- personally, professionally, um, nutrition, lifting, fitness, whatever. Like it's a mm-hmm. whole package. Uh, I started to get into consulting because <laughs> it just sort of happened. And you know when I started my initial business, it, there really there wasn't Instagram yet, there wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. So I was just. I don't want to say trailblazing, but I was just figuring it out. And I was very comfortable in that space because that's what I was doing with lacrosse, and that's what I've been doing forever. So it really wasn't that big of a deal to me. Um, And again, it was better than having a boss. So I I never (laughs) felt uncomfortable in that space, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea what I was doing. I was just replicating what was working. So I figured if I could streamline anybody's process and... You know, I, get, I hate to say monetize some of my air, but really just share the gospel of my trial and error because the world is moving so fast. It's, social media is moving fast. Every industry, like the landscape is changing so quickly that if you don't tap into some of these
1: resources of people that have done it before you, you will be run over and it'll cost you time, energy, and money. That is such, a, so you hit the nail on the head for me. And then that's actually, you know, I, I sort of you have utilized you as a coach to some degree where you're further down the path than me. And you have shared your wisdom and your expertise, and you're so right. Where you can certainly struggle through it and figure sure. it out. like that's a great path. And a lot and I think of both of you and I have done humans that. do that. Yeah, because yeah, we're gonna you have to. <laughs> but then there's so much value in talking to someone who can cut out the 27 steps yep. that was the trial and error that lasted you a year and make those quantum leaps um, from where you're at to where you want to be. I mean, that is that is it's worth huge. every freaking penny. Yeah. Um, well, it's not just the money. If you if you think about you waste two years figuring it out yeah.
0: and your your message is your heart space. It's not just yeah. making a widget that's better than the widget prior. You're wasting two years of you're getting pulled in a direction. God, universe, Madonna is telling you is your gift. That's two years people don't have your voice that's in their true. life impacting what they're doing. Yeah. So it's it's money and it's also just time and
1: energy. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's process looks different. And some yeah. people really need to go you through like figuring <laughs> it out. To like, <laughs> yeah, make it sick so we feel you, Who you know, if you're like us. That being said, I found myself investing, and again, it doesn't have to be like monetary, it could be a, an exchange of ideas with somebody. I do think when you put money behind it, there's more, There's more. Um, it keeps using the word skin in the game, yeah. but there just You're committed is. and you're accountable. Yeah, that's right. Um, That being said, there's a lot of different ways to get coaching, not necessarily from a coach. However, I've been seeking that out more as I've wanted to progress more quickly and accelerate the speed with which I am able to accomplish something. And so, and that's more important to me now, especially as I want to get my message out there. I want to help people. I'm really excited about what I'm doing. And so, you know, how can I, how can I, who can I tune into and tap into? And it's not always like who you think it's going to be, you know, end up being your, your coach, sort of word of mouth. And then you're like, Oh, that seems interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a perfect segue of um, how to find a good coach. Cause
0: it's, there's a couple things to go. Obviously you need somebody that's applicable to your desired leveling up skill set like whatever you're you know aiming to be also it's personality it's mm-hmm. the way they deal and communicate with you um are you genuinely inspired with them as a human like that's big for me like I can see some people that are really good at what they do and then I see like their real life behavior and I'm like mm, there's just something about it like I just can't look at you as like a leader yeah and, and people probably can say that about me easily when they're like um you're drinking tequila and I'm like yeah I'm really brands. good at it yeah the <laughs> but the good news is there's millions of people out there so you find what works for you other people that's a sell point. Yeah. So it, it's just it depends on what it is but what were the first steps like um and we've talked about this like just I think we had this trial and process of like intuitives or core values and I think Mm -hmm. some of those steps even led to like our you know leveling up our professional pursuits but what were some of the first steps you took to like
1: okay now I know I need a coach what was step one into like where do I find one yeah so for me the very first coach that I worked with it was actually somebody that you had worked with and that Trevor had worked with and where I was at and I would, you know, hopefully people have the awareness to move into this space before they're at sort of a quote-unquote rock bottom. I felt really unfulfilled in my role, and I wasn't sure why and where to go next. And I was like, I need help. So it was help. more personal than professional. More personal. Because I, I was exactly like this, yeah. too. And I wasn't, like, I wasn't necessarily, I think therapy is a very important modality and mm-hmm. very valuable. and And it's something that I have done in the past, like, that is a beautiful avenue to go through. I was more interested in coaching at the time because I wanted somebody who could um, push me in a direction that had a specific like approach and an output that I wanted. It wasn't like, let's talk and we'll work through this. And that's very important to anybody's process anyways right but it was like let's align on these things like what are your values that was the first one because even though I'd gone through assessments and done work within the corporate space I still didn't feel fully grounded in what I cared about most and I was missing that so it was a personal step and thanks to word of mouth being you and you'd gone through the process because I think you were connected to this person I don't even through all your connections
0: um, Uh, the, the beauty beautiful thing about my work is it's uh, most of it's about human optimization whether it's athletically or um like military based or something it's really about getting the most out of your life is kind of like the companies I work with so it's ironic that I was doing this for work, but really so much of what I've been able to do, which is consent to has been nurturing to me totally um, from brain stuff to coaching, to physical health and wellness, nutrition. Anyways. Yes. Mine was like a connect from another um,
1: health and wellness recovery center that I yeah. went to. It's yeah. like professional athletes. Oh, right. That's right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So that was in word of mouth. It was like, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit of, you know, guidance here. And it's nice to have an unbiased third party provide that. Yeah. Cause I could talk to my husband until I was blue in the face. And no matter what, he says, I'd be like, whatever, you know, <laughs> like, not like that, but yeah. it's different when it's coming from somebody who, you know, they care about you. And so you, for me, it was like, whatever you say is because you care about me. I want like an unbiased, you know, Well, you know I did it. Yeah. So I'd earned, yeah. like, done the experience, I saw too. the results that you had that yeah. too. So that was sort of the first foray. And then from there, I mean, I thought it was a great experience. There were some things when you talk about like what do you look for in a coach? This person had a really great process for identifying like values. But then the follow-up and the follow-through for me was a little bit lacking. And so that can happen. Do I still value the experience? 100%. It led me into... A space where I was open to getting coaching from people in the future and that has been transformative in my personal and professional life so that was really where it started was from a place of dissatisfaction where I'm at now is from a place of wanting to grow and get better um, and do things more efficiently. So yeah. it's just been a progression, um, and a lot of it has come through. Just you hear pings from people like, "Hey, I've talked to this person. Hey, I've talked to this person. They've got this. Pers- they've got this skill set, or they've got this capability." And you're like, "Oh, maybe that could help me." Yeah. And even if it's one conversation or several, there's a light bulb that hopefully turns on when you have that conversation that allows you to think differently. And one more thing to yes. add to. I really appreciate the live conversations with a human. Yeah. Do you agree that you can also get coaching, like be coached through people that you don't even know, that you're listening to a podcast? Like, I think that's one of the beauty of having those types of, digital like content is because it's like coaching yeah but it's not you know one-to-one which there's a you know there's value in that too yeah
0: i I absolutely i think you know the beauty of 2021 and you know where our young people are at is it's normal to go to youtube and figure out mental health or even tiktok is like one of the leading modalities (laughs) for mental health and it's a whole other podcast yeah we can unpack that later but i'm here for it the more i engage on tiktok it's like soul botox um you do (laughs) see how like it speaks to certain generations but there's meat in it and just like when said our initial coach we had worked with there were things you like and things you're like oh this could have been better but then as you develop as a coach you see things that don't vibe with you that inspire to dial those things in in your process Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so some things that you seek out like if it's your first coach and it's a little bit not what you expected it's okay because that's prefacing you for the next right coach or the next right, right step. And so you need some of those things where, like, man, eh, this isn't exactly perfect, but now I know what to look what to look for next Go Yeah, exactly. And how it's to be like better dating. as a coach. Yeah. <laughs> We're still out here for that. But the key piece, I think, is just being open-minded and pulling out what, what did work. Yeah. Because I do think, like what Jess just said, is it's a process. The co- first coach isn't going to be right. Just like your first job or first boyfriend or whatever. Like, it's okay, and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is not not a fit yeah and then you work to find the next best correct fit yeah so um after that initial uh consultation initial coach what was your next step after that being like okay and before I jump in I want to um or jump to the next thing really highlight I think a lot of these pivots and looking for a coach happens when you are in life where you're like I've done everything I've I've got the job I've got the family I've got whatever your box looked like that you've checked Mm -hmm. and you're like there's still something missing like unfulfilled it's not necessarily unhappy Mm -hmm. but it's like I'm a little piece of my light isn't shining 100% Mm -hmm. I need to find it and if you have got that feeling I really encourage you to lean into it and and that's okay if something's off like you're getting that nudge for a reason yeah go find it It, everything I don't want to say it could be a hundred percent but it can be close if you're really truly like in alignment um but what was the next step so once you kind of gone through your initial coaching um and it was more like personal when did you start to lean that into the professional
1: so after I had worked with um a coach after I left my corporate gig and was sort of realigning my life getting more balance and you know mental physical spiritual emotional wellness back because I really had sort of needed that then that experience with that coach transitioned into entrepreneurial business coaching so, so you sh- didn't you, did you have intentions of being an entrepreneur at that point or is that still kind of I just knew what, when I out. left the company that I was at I didn't I was no longer learning, and I fe- and I felt like doing my own thing would give me an opportunity to learn more versus working for somebody else and playing the game. And I hate to say like, play the game, but that's a big part of, you know, a lot of. Um, it's a big part of business yeah, in it's general. Just life, it really right? is, yeah. And I had seen my husband start his own law firm, and he had ever- he was so he was one of the people he worked with a coach too, but everything was going really great he was made partner at a firm, but he was still like, had a little bit of like, something was missing that helps him make the leap and go and do his own thing. So I saw him do that. And I was like, well, damn, I can do that too. And that was super naive (laughs) because I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was like, well, maybe I should do my own business. So once I finished working with that coach, who was sort of helping me get balance back in my life. That was when I was ready to do my own thing, or at least give it a shot. And because she had had sort of done something similar, it just transitioned into, and she'd been working with a really big major yoga clothing brand that I liked a lot and was helping that CEO, um, do business coaching. I was like, well, we've done this together. I really like you. This works for me. Now let's transition into this space. So we did business coaching for about six months and then, um, like once a month we met and would have a conversation. It wasn't every single week, which it was the first go around, but it was just nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. But then, you know, with like the pandemic and stuff, I was like, I gotta really reassess how I'm gonna be spending my time. And I know what I need to do at this point. I just have to do it. So it was no longer like I needed the coaching. I just needed the to invest my energy into what I was doing. So that's how it transitioned from personal to professional. And I will say, and I don't know if you agree with this, Getting your, getting your mindset and, like, getting healthy and sort of exploring all those things that are, you kind of have to do that work first. 100%. It'll follow you. Like, it'll happen no matter what, like, throughout your process. But if you can enter into it with a really good, like, balanced whole self, it's going to be challenging still, but maybe less you'll be less surprised by what comes up yeah. as you're moving into that space. Because yeah. being an entrepreneur, being an owner, being a founder, it's very vulnerable and there's all the ebbs and flows. You have to doubts. You have to, and, and even if you're not like, that's okay too, but it really does help. Um, to have somebody to guide you through that to help you kind of work through those challenges so does that answered the question or was that yeah no I think that's perfect I, I
0: think you highlight a really important point and it's I mean to say this not so gracefully but you have to unpack your shit because no yeah. matter what if you if it's your business or professional relationships or whatever you're still gonna have that piece of unfulfillment if you don't address what's within what's driving you can do it, yeah. all the other things but it's gonna be a missing piece and I think that is kind of like the underlying base to any conversation if you're seeking alignment or happiness and nothing's ever perfect but you have to deal with the stuff inside and then the business will fall into place and the relationship will fall into place the kids or whatever your thing is it is number one so I think that's really important um and I'm glad you highlighted it but that is a huge huge piece of it uh as far as like being an entrepreneur and being secure I I do think it's critical and if you're insecure I mean you should have some base of imposter syndrome in your blood somewhere because that will keep you accountable and keep you on the edge like people always like I'm gonna get rid of that and then I'm like well no you should stay a little nervous at all times like I think like for sports, if I just know I'm gonna be the best. Like if anyone that's watched a team that's like should have, you know, stomp some team that's coming up, it's like you know, David versus Goliath. You think they're gonna win and then they lose because they that's come like
1: in. March Madness is so much fun to yes, watch. Yes,
0: hundred percent. You the Cinderella story, like you can, you just believe and you've got to be stay on your toes because some younger, smarter, whatever team can come in and whoop on you. Um, so I think a little bit of nervousness and sitting on the edge is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really do gotta build that secure base because so many days it's just you and you're gonna be like, Does this matter? Are people listening? Totally. What's and that's where I think a coach can really be like, Yeah, you're good, like keep going, get on mm-hmm. the bus, keep showing up, like it's gonna happen and I'm I'm here and
1: I'm I'm cheering you on and I'm not lying to you. So yeah. it's and you're you need motivation those. as a coach. Is to see that person you're coaching be successful, which yeah. is different than your boss wants you to be successful. Your coach wants you to be successful in athletics, but you know that being said, like when you apply it outside of the athletic world, out into the business world, it's it's such a different exchange between a boss and mentor and a coach. Like it's just yeah. they their only job is to see you successful. So, yeah. and I think that's it's it's kind of weird as you get older because you're like, well, I don't. I think you do
0: really know that. You think you know that you don't really need a coach because that's what we've been taught. I, I just watched. Um, I think it was 2020, and they're talking about medical professionals, and they were saying how doctors, you know, that are. That's 20. Do you know who that is? I, th- I think so. Finish your story, and then I'll tell Well, it, yeah. I mean, and it's quick. That basically, there's such deep stigma with them around mental health and asking for help. Um, so this is yes. more about personal, yeah. but, but directly in their professional field, there's such deep sti- And these are humans that have gone to school for fifty thousand years, yeah. and whatever. And there's more stigma, I think, there around asking for help than anywhere else. And that's why you see yeah. this like increased rate of suicide. Yes. When yeah, it's yeah, yeah. these are our smartest quote unquote humans, and they aren't allowed to go get help because there's such stigma around it, or
1: they they don't because of the stigma. It's pretty incredible. But, but, yeah. but your Mine was a different. Um, Tangent, but what you just said is very important for people to be aware of and you know, uh, you know, aware that they need to ask for help when needed, and that's something that's challenging for many to do. Atul Gawande, he's a speaker surgeon, TED Talk, and he was talking about how do you get if you want to get better at anything, get a coach. And he is someone who has been highly trained. Oh, I have heard this. Yes, yes, yes. You know, he went, he was in India and going to different birth centers and noticing the death rate for babies and mothers. And it was all very simple things that could be done differently that were standard of care in the United States, for example. And these nurses and doctors that where he was going to, they were highly trained, highly experienced. That being said, they needed to recognize, like, if you do this and this and this different, then you're going to get a different outcome. Yeah. And so by providing coaching, he sort of transcended that back into the, you know, his workspace as a surgeon. Like you're at the top, you know, you've been extremely trained. Having somebody come in and provide that to you is how you're going to continue to improve. And I think where many people once you've got the degree and then the other degree and then you've got the experience and you're at that you know, the high level What do you do then? How do you keep getting better? At that point, I think many executives, for example, are like, well, I've got all of this experience, therefore I'm providing the coaching, but then they're not doing the the development I don't think they think they have to. To be honest, as a competitor, I love to see
0: that because I'm like, oh good, you go ahead and take a break. I'm going to keep working and in two weeks, you're going to be antiquated and I just swoop in in a Neon outfit and streamline your entire process. Um, So I... I think you look at it from two sides. One, you can get complacent and kind of do what you always did. And that worked for so many years. But I think in 2021, regardless of what field you're in, if you're not leveling up all the time, you absolutely will be run over by a YouTuber that's 12 in their basement doing this (laughs) with three computers. Like, seriously, I mean, it's the process on things is moving so fast that if you think the old school way of just working with the same marketing company you always have or or just not questioning a better way on all levels. yeah.
1: I think this is the year where it's like major, major shifts. I, I think getting eclipsed is absolutely a possibility. I think the other side of it is you're going to see turnover and people quitting and, you know, companies getting a little bit more stagnant versus that growth trajectory that they need to stay um, In business because you've got a younger workforce. There's five generations of workers in business today, and whether it's the YouTubers taking jobs from other people or in the corporate setting, um, you have to be able to connect with that workforce that is coming in behind us also, just in terms of like the years that they started working, and we also have to break down that stigma in the corporate setting. You would get a coach, an executive coach, when you needed some refinement, when you needed something that you had to work on. So I think breaking that down and giving, you know, like really investing in earlier in our young people and not seeing it as something you do when you're a problem or you're having a problem, which is a wonderful reason to get coaching, but... You know, I think it's just its just so critical to have it at all times and phases of your life in terms of moving forward. Well, you,
0: again, I think you look at our professional athletes and the, the better they get, the more money it's invested in them, the more coaches the more they have they get, in yeah. all angles of life. Yep. Um, and I do want to highlight that there is, there is something to be said about experience. So if you are that CEO, CMO, Wisdom, founder, whatever, sure. if you can couple that experience with the, the young YouTuber mentality or maybe partner with them or outsource pieces or like just stay on the trendsetting tip They're, nobody can make up for that experience but it's that open mindedness of constantly wanting to learn and get better coupled with the experience coupled with it and staying out of that really complacent laid back well this works and it works forever mindset mm-hmm. um, 'cause it just it won't work forever. And I, you see this with major companies like Coca-Cola or Ben and Jerry's that has leaned heavily into like diversity and equality and really Revolution, stepped out of yeah. the balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to highlight things that have really never been done before and I think it's served them greatly. Mm-hmm. Greatly. Um, Well, so tell us specifically about now, about what you're doing, your programs, and uh, give us like a highlight reel of everything you're offering
1: right now. Thank you. So uh, change management, change leadership is what we provide in terms of training, coaching, and certification. And it's a really important skill set that not just people in a change management, change manager role should possess anybody who is working in an organization or is... What are you, before that, Yeah. You break
0: down change management. Yeah. Like, let's get down to like the way brass.
1: Like what in the heck is it? Okay. Yeah. So change management is working with people to help them understand what's happening and like what the current state is and getting to the future state. So anytime there's a transition in work, anytime there's a project, an initiative or a culture shift it's getting people on board with what's happening so they can feel good, make the right decisions, act independently, and support the business goals and objectives. So it's like a big, high-level way of thinking about it. But it's how business moves forward. I'll give an example. If you have, let's say you're switching from um, one system to another, you could certainly be like, right, we turn it on, we turn it off, and see what happens. But people are going to be upset. They're going to be pushed back. They uh, may not adopt whatever the investment was, the solution. And it just results in You you waste time, you waste money, people leave, and that's painful for companies. And then they're not able to move forward as fast or as effectively as they want to. Change management is a discipline that puts in a way of thinking, like an understanding that you, Kristen, um, your process of moving through a change, of experience change, is going to be different than my experience. Like I like change a lot. I'm going to probably be one of those first movers on it like okay I can you know get really excited some people are change averse they might be like ooh I want to see what happens I would think most people don't like change most people don't like change yeah that's true and so everyone has their own unique personal experience with it and that's on top of the fact that like something still needs to be done differently within a company. So change management, I understand that about you and me. And then I'm going to apply process and tools to help you and me get through this together. So we're going to communicate and figure out like the messaging and how to explain the benefits and what are some of the potential barriers. I'm gonna give you the training that you need to go from where you are today to be successful in the future. And we're gonna to continue to build relationship throughout the process. And so it's really like a combination of communication and training and relationship building and it just takes different practices and puts them together in a package to make whatever is happening happen more smoothly and care about the people that are being affected versus making it this you know, here's a change and here's a change. Like that's frustrating to people and they don't know how to handle that. And then companies don't accomplish what they are wanting to accomplish. Yeah.
0: Is that? No, all I'm thinking is, I want to say like, um, evolution management, like where you're just totally managing totally. the evolution. Yeah. But I, if all I'm thinking is like how this could be personally applied, like yeah. divorce happens or the pandemic happens and like, so how do you
1: transition and you have the
0: life skill set to know yeah. how to transition eloquently or
1: management how do you adapt how do you learn how do yeah. you grow how do you keep moving forward versus getting stuck digging in your heels suffering mm-hmm. so yeah it is it's a very it's a very business application and also human application on all fronts yeah. so we so what we do currently is provide the more business context training so you can apply it to a project or program or initiative you're working on but then the coaching piece comes in it's like I'm going to hold you accountable I want to make sure you actually understand how to do this there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in your organization like things are changing left and right how can you still be successful when this decision just happened and that changes the trajectory of what you're working on and really giving people that hand holding to make sure that they're not just investing in training and learning but they're actually able to apply it successfully Um, But I've had so many people that I've talked to be like, well, could you apply this just on like an individual level? Just offer individual coaching for anybody who's in transition, who's, you know, wanting to leave their career and do something different or whatever. And truthfully, I mean, the answer is, you know, yes. So maybe in the maybe down the road, some individual coaching. But that's what Apogee does today. It's training. Any role in an organization who has any any participation in a change project and an initiative, helping them be successful and helping them um, sort of raise the overall organizational resilience and success when it comes to you know getting strategic execution and getting getting it done. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I think it's so critical for companies nowadays. Like you see what Google and Microsoft and some of these um, super big forward thinking situations, how much they put into their employees, you know, free food or nap time or, you know, paid <laughs> vacation or paid if you show up or not. Or, I mean, it's pretty evolutionary how taking care of your humans, which is your, your labor is always your biggest cost, no matter what industry you're in. So to take care of that is huge. That's kind of a new conversation in this day and age where it's like, Oh, there are human beings. Maybe we should care about the more we care about them, the more they'll care about us. And that will show exponentially on the balance sheet. Yeah. Um, so I think this is really a critical, um, affordable and accessible way for wh- however big or small your organization is
1: to level up and to, to be hands-on about And it. invest in your people. Yeah. And I, I'll say the, the things that companies have historically done, you know, offering nap time or free food or mm-hmm. fitness memberships, that works to a point. I think a certain demographic of employee, a certain generation, there was a lot more when I, are the, the like millennials and Gen Z I, I believe have a different attitude around what makes for a 100%. fulfilling working experience so those things are nice but they want to know that you care for them as human beings, mm-hmm. they want to work for companies with sustainable missions with that are diverse and inclusive and care about the environment and care about people for people and they're more willing to jump ship sooner because they're not going to tolerate the things that you know, our generation and above have tolerated because that was the expectation. You don't complain, you deal with yeah. it, you know? And so I think it's really important for, because we have so many generations of employees too, to think differently about how you, you know, change is constant and, and, Businesses, in order to innovate and continue to thrive, have to think differently about the incentives that they provide and the ways that they care for their employees in a different way than they have in the past. And the pandemic, I think, has really put an emphasis on that with the transition to remote working and people maybe not wanting to go back into the office and spend the same amount of hours that they were before. So change management is so important now because it really speaks to kind of pulling people together and and helping. Humans and organizations move forward in the most productive, effective, and like satisfying way. So, yeah. well, I think it, it, that's
0: well said. Because right now, even with Ko Alliance, I specifically lean into mission-driven companies. Totally. Because a, I want to, and you know, being forty, it's always been that way too. Yeah, I mean, it really has always been in my blood. And i'm usually, this has not always served me financially, but if I don't care, I don't care. And if I'm not personally drawn in, I'm just not. And there's no gray area around it. Um, and again, that's cost me many like big lucrative <laughs> contracts. But at the end of the day, I'm so glad I stubbornly consciously or unconsciously stuck to it because it's not the way and it matters what you do. Like these footprints in in the the and stability really in alignment, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a huge deal and I think just like you said, our younger generations I think are more aware of it, but even our older generations, just like what we went through, there was some point of dissatisfaction, whether it was a client that didn't care or a company or whatever, there was some point of us being dissatisfied and regardless of the paycheck or convenience or I can be complacent at work, we left or we moved on or we changed something. So it, I do believe as a company it's one of the most important things you can do to truly invest like I'm here for naps and free food but at 40 that's really less of a sell um than it is like, no, we actually carry our mission driven and we're here
1: to help you be a better human alongside being a better professional. I will say you have been somewhat ahead of your time in sort of how you've operated in that you have, you've, you've, oh, that's been a consistent thread for you from the moment that you started working for yourself to the different athletes that you are working with, to the different companies that you are working with. You've always had that line of integrity and like, this is what matters to me and yeah. this is who I want to work with and I have seen you leave opportunities or say no and that was, you know, in, at the time it was like, well, I'm willing to tolerate that, you know, like I'm surprised, but that is going to pay it, And it has been paying dividends for you now because you have never wavered from that. And that is something that I think many people and organizations are catching up to because it is so necessary this like today so kudos to you yeah i really appreciate that that speaks to my heart on so many levels
0: uh because sometimes and i say this to every entrepreneur sticking to your guns or i mean even again it wasn't like i had something to prove like this is it i just literally couldn't do it so i'm so glad now that is the right thing but i think as an entrepreneur you really have to have your own checks and balances Mm -hmm. because dc and i did find myself in situations where i'm like i know we're two years in and the paycheck's great and like i thought it was a good thing but it's really not. And Jessica had actually asked me this like two conversations ago. She's like, why do you feel this like disruptive point? Why do you want to shake up the earth? And I really had to like sit down and think. And I'm like, is this from my family? And I'm like, is it what? And I'm like, no, like my parents are amazing. But to be honest, I was doing my own thing at 15, 16. Like I started my own colleges. It was Ooh. more of, oh, and... oh, Fred's coming in, yay. Sorry to interrupt that. Yeah. Fred, Ooh, come, come on in. in. There
1: we go, cool. Um,
0: I think you're in, I think we're good. Uh, it it was more of a point of getting to like the top of these games, even athletically, uh, professionally, like dealing with big clients or being, you know, a a top 20 D one team. And suddenly I was the best player, but getting to the top of some of these things and being like, Oh, maybe some of these humans really aren't that great. Or this process isn't that clean or clear or something just doesn't feel right. I think that has fueled my fire more than anything of like, this is why we need to shake stuff up. Mm -hmm. So to circle it all back, um,
1: I think you and do have to just make these integrity pieces. highlight, though, too. When you were in those moments where you had that awareness, like this isn't working, then I would have conversations with you, and you'd like talk to a coach or somebody yeah. in that coaching role, like yeah. get to that breakthrough moment. Okay. And you've done your own coaching, like self-coaching too. But I just remember there was moments where you're like, "Here's where I'm at," and then you'd have this breakthrough conversation with somebody, yeah. and I was like, "Okay, that this is this is cool." Yeah. And that's, and that's
0: really critical. Sometimes it is formal coaching, but to have homies and friends to be like, I hear you and I get this. And also, like, sometimes when you're so in the thick of it, like, I remember my brother at one point being like, This is, you're not you. Something's up. Like, something's yeah. off. Like, you need to figure something out. Like, having someone around you that's maybe it is a paid professional coach, maybe it's just a friend, you, but to someone that knows you, it'd be like, You got to stop. Because you do get dialed into it, whether it's corporate world or me for CrossFit. I was so far down the hole in it that I was, like, I had to be pulled out and, you know, thinks there was deep evolution there. But you have to have people close to you that are that know you because no matter how balanced you are and how good you are at being aware, you will get sucked into some situations. It's just it's balance, it's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That balance is hard. Well, that's actually kind of a good segue, too. Um, with the business and the personal, I want you to talk a little bit about the yoga. How have you yeah. maintained, like, your personal evolution? Because entrepreneurial, family, like, so many things can take over. It is hard to do the quote-unquote self-care.
1: Yeah. Well, yoga, too. So I'm a yoga instructor part-time Um, and I got into teacher training during a lower point where I was like, I need to focus on something productive that makes me happy. This was when I was working really hard at a, uh, you know, in the corporate world and, um, for me that was self-care in itself was going through that process yoga has always been like exercise fitness you're going to be getting benefit from that but what i really like about that practice in particular is the whole mind body spirit connection and i'm very aligned with you know yoga philosophy so yeah um went through that process to heal and now it's leveraged to sustain and maintain you know balance and quality and kind of something i come back to whenever i feel like i need you know to develop strength flexibility but also get into the mind and body together because our body reflects sort of what we're feeling subconsciously and consciously and yoga as a practice so for anybody who's interested in getting into yoga or interested in exploring it and again you can get these benefits from going for a run and doing crossfit but with practice um, and the intention behind yoga is that you're sort of moving the energy clearing the blocks clearing the tension releasing whatever is within and that aligns with releasing really some of the, you know, what's going on in your head as well. I, I love that you do that as a coach, because I think that I need to do more yoga. Um, yeah, cross go, it is my, my church class. with my body. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're so tight at this point. And you could see my face is a little burned from McKenfield. So we are a hot mess right now, <laughs> but I'm here for transparency. You can know the truth. Um, but it's, it's amazing that, uh, you know, you can, you, like, I, I love coaches that, Live it and preach it. And and that sounds funny, but a lot of people, a lot of coaches
1: don't. Like, they'll just talk about it. But that has been the the flaw that I have found in the coaches where I'm like, that was okay, was where it's like you have this piece that you're really good at articulating, but on when it comes to like living it, I'm not seeing it, or you don't have that experience, and for me that matters. Now, me too. There are some coaches who are like really well versed in having conversations and you know doing um, coaching conversations and whatever, and that's great, and that there's there's a there's there's tremendous value in that. But I think we're aligned where it's like I want to see that show up. I think for that's you the future well. consumer though. I put yeah. money on it. Like I think that anyone that's
0: not living with their preaching, you either a need to be in politics or b you need to go <laughs> do something else because that's it, I don't think that works anymore. I really don't. And this is my unsolicited uh, consultation to anyone that's listening. Um, It's, I don't think you can do that anymore. And the thing is, I'm not only not doing what you preach, you're not evolving your own process. Like you're not living it and being like, oh, I didn't understand this changed. Or, I mean, it's so hard for me to even listen back to my podcast because I I hear my voice or I say um so much or I talk so fast and it's like, I've got to re-listen to them and keep being a student of the game, otherwise yes. my process yes. isn't evolving. Yeah. So I, I think you you gotta be in it and you gotta do it to yeah. continue to level up. So that's I think at some point the whole yoga the whole lifestyle
1: will feed your sell point as a coach. 100 percent And with apogee we do integrate well being into the oh, training okay. already. So within the course, for example, there's a meditation, there's movement breaks, there's recommendations to journal and write things down and um, that's just infused because your whole person, the, you know, the way that you learn, the way that you grow, having a whole, like, being well is going to support your learning, going to support your growth, and make you more open and ready yeah. for change. You know, I love that you're going back and like listening and learning that way. But I also know that you, Kristen, are taking care of yourself when it comes to what you're eating and your exercise and all of those other things. And if you have those things aren't like aligned, then it's going to be really hard to grow in other areas because then you're kind of off out of balance, you know? Totally.
0: This is why you spring for that top shelf tequila because it right. is good self-care. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's worthy. You got to balance. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up here in about five minutes. Um, I, I just hope there's some really transparent through lines as far as taking care of yourself and feeding the self will feed the business, the personal, the relationship, everything else around it. Um, the importance of seeking out a good coach personally and professionally, talking to the community around you, your friends um, what they think. I think the word of mouth is a great, simple mm-hmm. way to find a good coach to lean in and really clear and transparent on why that coaching as we get older streamlines process, holds you accountable, and is so deeply important. Yeah. Um, do you want to give us a quick 411 on the courses that you have available right now? It's been out for about six months. We. is it um, It
1: has been, but we redid our training. So now we've got uh, change leadership, coaching training, coaching, and certification program. So that includes seven weeks of coaching calls with me. And then we also just have um, the course. So it's the training, the change management, change leadership certification training, that people who prefer independent learning that maybe are current change managers that want to just dabble in, like, let me like get a, w- a different way of um, thinking about change management, great, great opportunity there. And you can get certified as an Apogee certified change leader. Um, the coaching part I really love because then I can develop a relationship with the person and we can work on an actual project together and we can see those breakthroughs, but both are really great. So it's those two for now, more to come hopefully in the future. Um, we've got, if you go to our website, www.apogy.biz, you can sign up to get on our email list. You can follow us on LinkedIn. We'll have um, a webinar coming up on May 18th. So if you're interested in learning more about, you um, what this whole change management training coaching certification experience could be like. I'm going to be doing a live tour of... Is that free? It's free, yeah. So you can register through the site. You can go on LinkedIn and follow Apogee and register that way. And then you'll. I'll just walk you through, like, here's what you're going to get out of this. Here's what the course is going to look like. Here's what your experience will be like. And then if you work with me, here's what that'll be like. So more to come um, on the 18th of May. It's at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. And yeah, so that's it. But hopefully more. And then, you know, again, the individual coaching hopefully will come down uh, the pike got to think about how to structure that offering and make it meaningful for those who are interested in that piece. I love adding the business skill to it because then it's really sort of like the one-two punch. You know, yeah. you're getting, you're going to be, you know, learning something new. Um, the conversations are also really valuable. So we'll see where that goes. And when are you teaching yoga? You know I teach, that? yeah. I mean, I teach at uh, the Core Power in Central Park now, a.k.a. You know, oh, yeah. Central, yeah, w- yeah, okay. yeah, Stapleton was the name now at Central Park. Um, every Wednesday at 1045 and noon. Um, and then I sub a lot too. So but those oh. are my two to my two regular classes. Get
0: your biz right, get your mind right. I get love it. All right. Um it's it's all the angles and I I know Justin and I are both open if you've got you a question on yeah. coaches we suggest or a recommendation yeah. or whatever you know how to get a hold of us. KO Alliance my consulting firm is out here. We are working specifically with mission-driven businesses and a lot of 501 c 3s nonprofits and people that are really just working to shake up the space. So if you're that, holler at me. We are content uh, creators, professional, we can kind of help you in all the angles. Um, if you know, you know with us. But Jessica, I really appreciate your time and energy. Thank you, same. It's us um, fun talking with you. Yeah, let's do this in like six months. We'll do cool. another clubhouse. Parker and Fred look alive. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll check in and see how the course has gone and where biz is at, you know, kind of coming out of the pandemic and everything launching and, yep. and people, I think, being more open-minded to dialing in their business now that they're out and free and we can yeah. create the hustle. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you soon.